Step back three on the way. And he's got another one. Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like 10 times. And I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three points. And Bobo, hey, hey I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is going on, everybody? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everyone is doing well on this Thursday, January 21st. It's a weird day. It's the 21st day of the 21st year in the 21st century. So I uh, hope we're making it a good one. I'm uh, spending it. I spent it at the eye doctor this morning. Got uh, got my eyes examined. I've been told that uh, my left eye is damn near perfect, although my right eye continues to struggle. So not blind, but uh, it is what it is. It was. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, it was a good day. But yeah, I went to the eye doctor, super chill guy. Uh, talk some football. He tends to think that the Green Bay Packers are going to make the Super Bowl. So uh, that's how I started out to this 21st day in the 21st year of the 21st century. And now I am here at 1256 on this day chatting with you about some Denver Nuggets basketball and what more could I ask for on this lovely day. So if you guys want to give me a follow on social media, be sure to do that uh, at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter where I'll be uh, keeping you guys up to date with the latest. I had an interview with former Denver Nuggets head coach George Carl actually for DenverSportsBetting.com, which is my the, I'm partnering that company over there, so it's my little sports betting centric media outlet that I'm working with, and we uh, were able to lock down Coach Carl for uh, 20 minutes or so, and we uh, shot the shit about the betting industry. We talked a little bit about his partnership with Bet River Sportsbook, and of course, we talked about the Denver Nuggets. So we're gonna have a podcast tomorrow, I believe, where I'm gonna chop up some of his sound bites and go ahead and use them in this podcast because, hey, I was the one that recorded the interview. He was talking with me, so I'm going to use it uh, however I please. So you're going to hear from George Carl in tomorrow's podcast as well. But we're going to keep this one uh, pretty focused on the current stage of the team uh, you know, and, and not talk about too much about George now because the Nuggets, they're about to start this uh, five-game road trip with two back-to-back games in Phoenix against the Suns. And it's looking like Michael Porter Jr., the uh, Nuggets guard, the young guard, it seems like he could could be back in action for Denver. So we're going to go ahead and pull some of the audio from the press conference today in which Michael Malone was talking about the situation. And uh, there's been numerous reports coming out uh, here today that have kind of confirmed what I was saying last night on the radio show that Michael Porter Jr. was on his way to joining the team this weekend. So if you did listen to me on the radio last night, if you listened to me on the Denver Sports Betting Program on Mile High Sports uh, from 6 to 7 p.m., I was talking about this situation and I said how, you know, in all likelihood, uh, all indicators and having talked to some people that uh, it appeared that the Nuggets were on track to get back Michael Porter Jr. And obviously that is the case here. Uh, Here's a tweet from Mike Singer. Let me pull this up for you real quick. 
Michael Porter Jr. has returned to the Nuggets, according to league sources, but will be questionable for tomorrow's game at Phoenix as he finishes health and safety protocols and ramps up his conditioning. The last time MPJ played was on December 29th at Sacramento. He missed the last 10 games, first due to COVID tracing, and then two more weeks after a positive confirmation. So, Porter Jr., about three weeks out, 10 games he's been out. Uh, like I said, it seems like those games against the Sacramento Kings feel like an eternity ago. So uh, Denver has been without Michael Porter Jr. for, oof, what is, uh, oh man, let me do the math here. 72 games divided by 10. Oh, wait, no, 10 divided by 72, isn't it right? Yeah, so that's, uh, if you round up, that's about 14% of their games uh, this season that Michael Porter Jr. has missed uh, just due to this COVID situation. And it, it's strange um, because he did test positive for COVID uh, over the summer, I believe that was the situation. There was some sort of, I, I, I'm like 99% sure he was COVID positive over the summer, and that's why he was late to the bubble. Um, or It was some issue with COVID. I just didn't know if it was a positive test, but I'm 99% sure that he just tested positive for COVID for the second time. So it's just an unfortunate circumstance. So hopefully he's going to be a little bit smarter here and uh, keep a good head on his shoulders, uh, you know, with with everything with the season going on because the Denver Nuggets sure as hell need him. So uh, that's what we're going to center on here is the return of Michael Porter Jr. and how that's going to impact the Denver Nuggets on this upcoming road trip. Also, maybe you might see some rest time for Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Malone as well had some pretty uh, hefty comments regarding the status of Nikola Jokic long-term in the eyes of uh, the NBA voting public in the Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff, which is kind of weird to say. So we'll hear from Michael Malone as well. But let's dive right into it, folks. Denver Nuggets impending five-game road trip. So it should be a good one, as I was saying. Uh, two games in a row to start this one out on Friday and Saturday night. So a back-to-back, but uh, an interesting back-to-back as they're going to both be in the same city against the same team. So Denver going up against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, their first game scheduled for 8 o'clock local time, second game scheduled on Saturday for 7 o'clock local time. So back-to-back games against the Phoenix Suns, who are 8-5 and five this season, and Denver going on to this road trip with a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. And this is going to be a tough one, guys. Uh, all of these are quality opponents uh, for the most part that the Nuggets are going to be going up against. Two games against the Phoenix Suns. Let me see. I think every single one of these teams has a winning record. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Uh, two games against the Phoenix Suns, uh, one against the Dallas Mavericks, who have the same record as the Nuggets, but already own a win over Denver this season. Uh, on the road, Dallas beat Denver. And uh, then they're going to go to Miami on Wednesday, the uh, the 27th. That should be a good game against the 6-7 and seven Miami Heat. A little bit of jet lag following their run to the NBA Finals last season. And then they're going to round out this road trip on Friday with a game against the San Antonio Spurs. And we all know that uh, Greg Popovich can always be an interesting one to have to go up against in there. A game above 500 right now with a record of 8-7. and seven. And then Denver coming home with, uh, I think, what is this, another back-to-back? Yeah, they're going to have Utah and Detroit back-to-back nights. So Jeremy Grant's return upcoming as well. But let, let's focus in on this five-game road trip, guys, because the Nuggets, yo, it hasn't been the best season for them so far. I mean, they're 500. They're in the middle of the pack, thankfully, because other teams have sputtered. But, you know, they're far from the team that they were, That you know, the team that we saw in the bubble, you know, where we saw Jamal Murray kind of explode and really progress. They're far from that team right now. 
And, uh, you know, they're going to get Michael Porter Jr. back, which is going to be a big boost. And I think that you look at this road trip as a real opportunity for this team to find their footing moving forward. So, um, you know, you want to see them, especially in these games against Phoenix, because I think Phoenix is a quality opponent in the sense that, you know, they've got a good mix of young and veteran talent. Obviously, Chris Paul doing his thing still in the league and, and Devin Booker, Aiton, the boys, you know, they're looking real nice as uh, these up. I mean, it's, Devin Booker, you can't even consider him an up and coming player at this point. We all know what Devin Booker is. So um, two games against his son's team, who I think is going to be, you know, right up there with Denver in, in the standings when it's all said and done this season. So we'll see how they can kind of adjust in, in two games in a row against the same opponent. And then they're going to be tested right, uh, right after that again with this game against Dallas. And obviously, there's been some criticism uh, of Luka Doncic and his, his hero ball style of play here recently. But like I said, that hero style of ball was able to uh, earn the Mavericks a victory on the road in Denver just a couple of weeks ago. So obviously the, the Mavericks are very in tune with how to beat the Nuggets. They've done it once already this season. And who's to say they can't do it again, even with Michael Porter Jr. Uh, going to be playing in this game. You know, So MPJ was not a part of that original matchup against Dallas, but uh, you know, I, Dallas still re- with a really strong showing in that game. And then, like I said, I think this game against Miami is huge. It's a real critical opportunity against another team that, you know, while they're underperforming a little bit this season, you, you can't question the talent on their roster. I mean, Jimmy Butler is one of the better players in the league. Pat Riley and what he's kind of been able to assemble there as uh, the head honcho in the, in the front office. Eric Spolstra as the head coach. You know, that's a quality opponent in the Miami Heat, regardless of their record. They're going to put up a comp. They're going to put up competition night in, night out, as are the San Antonio Spurs, who are a game above at 8-7 and seven as well. Greg Popovich uh, is the Bill Belichick of the NBA. You know, he's an old head, but he's uh, sticking around, and you can always bet on his Spurs to be competitive at one point or another. So, you know, what's the expectation for this road trip, for this road trip, right? I think, you know, well, what's the expectation for this season after, you know, 14 games? Because if you would have asked me what this expectation was for this team entering the season, it would be Western to get at least back to the Western Conference Finals. I, I would say I would have said that anything, you know, less than that would have been a disappointment. But I think at this point in time, you're firmly looking at a season that is going to fall short of that initial expectation. Uh, Denver is not making the Western Conference Finals. I feel pretty confident in saying that. I just think that they lost too many key pieces. The the offseason has had a huge effect on them. Jamal Murray just does not look right right now. Uh, and I just worry about their depth and their bench as well. So I think you can kind of kiss that dream goodbye. And, um, you know, so I think you, you got to temper expectations now, though. Does that not, could I be wrong? Absolutely. But I mean, that's just how I'm looking at it. They don't look like a team that is of that Western Conference caliber, uh, you know, to get to that point. So, um, you know, but if you're tempering expectations through 14 games, knowing that this team has some real flaws in the second unit and within their starting lineup, you know, maybe they're not as good as we once thought they were. I still think that you you really want to see the Nuggets go out and have a winning road trip. I think it's essential for the Nuggets, truly, to find their footing. I mean, you want to see them win at least three of these five games, and I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, they should at the very least split these games with Phoenix, and I think they're going to be very tough matchups, but, you know, th- th- like I said, just because the Nuggets are 7-7 seven and seven doesn't mean that, you know, they haven't been playing garbage all the time. You know, it's just usually a quarter, a quarter and a half that's been getting away from them. And Michael Malone, you know, kind of harped on this at the end of the Oklahoma City win a couple of days ago, you know, saying that he thinks that this team is, is rather close, as a matter of fact, to, you know, getting on track and all that. And, and you know, he kind of listed some of the factors that are going on. Uh, you know, that maybe have inhibited Denver from hitting their stride here early on in the season. But, you know, Denver with a convincing victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder 
on Tuesday night, a 119 to 101 victory in which we saw every single player, including, you know, guys like Marcus Howard, Zeke Naji, and RJ Hampton, you know, get some run. You know, Denver's third unit was out there, not just their second unit, but their third unit was out there at the end of the game after Denver managed to establish, you know, a 20, 20, 25 point lead at one point. So, um, you know, but I think thankfully in that game against Oklahoma City, Jamal Murray, I believe, only played 20 minutes and 35 seconds. I think, I know for a fact he played under 22 minutes, but no. No starters played over 30 minutes in that game. And Denver, so, you know, a little bit of, they were able to kind of take their foot off the gas there with the starters on Tuesday. And they've had two off days in a row on Wednesday and Thursday. And now they should be relatively rested for this game against the, for these two games against the Phoenix Suns on back-to-back nights. So I think a split at the least is uh, what you're looking for uh, in this series against the Phoenix Suns. I mean, if you can win both, I think that's a true statement, you know, about if this team is close to turning a quarter. That would be a huge deal if Denver manages to steal both of those games. But let's call that a split. So they're one and one, and then they're going to go to this game against Dallas. I think that this is another game that Denver, you know, if you really want to show that you're turning a corner, you should absolutely win. You go in town, you go um, on the road into Dallas, you know, against a team, like I said, that beat you up earlier in the season where Luka Doncic was just sensational and maybe you stick it to them you know a little vice versa role reversal and you get the win on the road this time and kind of play spoiler for the Dallas Mavericks and, and you know get another win so let, let's say Dallas gets get that gets that dub or Denver gets that dub excuse me they're two and one coming up against this game against Miami I mean you can't tell me that with, with the two games remaining Miami and San Antonio they should absolutely win one of those two games at the least if not both and I know that they're on the road but Listen, man, Miami has not been playing well this season. They're they're struggling to a degree, and, and San Antonio, you know, they've they've overperformed a little bit. Like I said, Greg Popovich is he's a damn good head coach, but let's not get it twisted here, folks. Like I said, this is a, a negative team with, and you'll hear from Michael Malone later, where Malone essentially he he flat out called Nikola Jokic a first ballot Hall of Famer. He, I mean, seriously, and. They don't have any players like that on the San Antonio Spurs roster right now. DeMar DeRozan's a good player. Uh, don't get me wrong. LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player. But, I mean, you know, where, where he's at in his stage right now and just looking at that team, you know, this is this is a game the Nuggets should win. Absolutely. So I think the expectation for this road trip 100% unequivocally should be at least 3-2. and two. Denver has to have a winning road trip uh, to really kind of feel good about themselves coming back against this game with the Utah Jazz. And then uh, they got Detroit on that back-to-back. And then I'm looking here as well. They've got a date with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers coming up at the beginning of February. So, you know, you've got to kind of keep this, keep it all in perspective. And, you know, you you have to take it one game at a time, but you got a convincing win against Oklahoma City. You got a couple of days off following that win. And now you've got two games in a row against a Phoenix Suns team that is good, but not great. And I think, you know, it starts there. You got to try to split that series and then hopefully get, uh, you know, pick up a couple of wins over the next three as well. Because I think, a winning road trip in this instance would be a tremendous confidence boost, in my opinion. So that's kind of my two cents on where the Nuggets stand here entering this road trip. But let's go ahead and transition now to the big topic of the day, which is Michael Porter Jr. and kind of what's going on with him and his status and all that good stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and chop up some of this audio and play it for you guys so you can hear uh, what Michael Malone has to say. And uh, let me listen to see what his teammates have to say and see if there's anything worthwhile to share with you guys there as well. But um, let's dive into Michael Porter Jr. And to start this one out, we're going to go right over to the press conference that happened this afternoon from head coach Michael Malone. And we'll get his thoughts on the situation and what's going on with MPJ. 
Hey, Michael, good to see you. Um, you said a couple of days ago there was nothing definitive about MPJ's status for uh, the upcoming road trip. Do you have an update on where he's at, and do you have any sense if he'll be available tomorrow? Uh, I believe, Mike, uh, obviously, I, I think he's still being listed as questionable pending the COVID safety protocols. Um, I don't understand all the details because there have been so many protocols thrown at us almost on a daily basis. But once you clear and you start returning negative tests, that's a big part of it. But then there's a cardio aspect of it. You have to pass and go through a complete and comprehensive cardio exam. Uh, so I think once all of that comes back into play, uh, hopefully he'll be able to play at some point on this trip. If it is tomorrow, great. If not, hopefully sometime soon thereafter. But as far as I know, the latest I have on Michael Porter is that he's still being listed as questionable under the guidelines of the COVID safety protocols. All right. Well, there was Denver Nuggets head coach Michael Malone on Michael Porter Jr. And just an overall little briefing on the team at this moment in time ahead of this five-game road trip. But uh, let, let's go ahead and talk MPJ here and the impact that I think he's going to have now that he's going to return for the Denver Nuggets. And I think this is going to be a tremendous boost. I think it's going to be a big boost offensively uh, for Denver. Obviously, we've seen uh, some offensive struggles, especially from beyond the arc, you know, to kind of get that consistent production from some of the starters. Uh, you know, Gary Harris has been an atrocity this this season shooting. But what else is new? Uh, Jamal Murray's been banged up, and I'll touch on that here in a minute. And I mean, you know, if you've been watching this team, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, it's it's been Jokic hero ball for the most part this entire season. And Jermichael Green has been an excellent role player. Uh, Monte Morris has been sensational coming off the bench. But I mean, those guys aren't going to be difference makers for the Denver Nuggets at this moment in time. They're going to be great, you know, assets for Denver as, you know, Jamal Murray gets better, as MPJ kind of gets synchronized. You know, maybe... Maybe with more so, I mean that Jermichael Green's a role player. You know, there's there's really no other way to slice that. I think he's a really damn good role player and a great offensive and a great offseason signing. Monte Morris is a starting caliber player, so it's not really apples to apples with them, but. Looking at his role right now, you know, it doesn't seem like Denver's inclined to, you know, promote him to the starting lineup or insert him or give him an elevated role. It seems like Denver's pretty keen on keeping him there as that second unit guard to keep things locked down for that second unit. So, um, you know, Denver needs just better production from the starting unit. You know, if they want to keep Monte down there, if they want to keep Jermichael Green on that second unit and Michael Porter Jr. coming back is, you know, should certainly help in that department. Uh, you can designate Will Barton back to the bench. And I think, you know, this stretch of 10 games once again confirms that Will Barton is absolutely unequivocally not a starter for the Denver Nuggets. It should 100% be Michael Porter Jr., which is the right move here. Uh, I just think there's way more upside with what you're getting from Michael Porter Jr. And I think it's just clear that the Nuggets uh, second unit can use a little bit more cohesion a little bit more explosiveness and i think will barton can produce just that coming off the bench for denver so i think you're going to see him go get uh, he's going to get delegated back to the bench here and um, hopefully michael porter jr now that he's going to return for denver can provide them with he can provide them with a significant offensive spark that's exactly what the denver nuggets are looking for and a guy that can kind of shoot threes uh, grab some rebounds be a spot-up shooter uh, he needs to stop taking the heat check three in transition, but I mean, we all know the ceiling that Michael Porter, Michael Porter Jr. has. So um, I think he'll be a great offensive addition. Defensively, obviously, we all know uh, what he kind of brings to the table there. It's not much, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It, you know, you're going to kind of have to deal with it and, and take it as it comes. But 
you know, he, he's been certainly a little bit more committed defensively this season, so it's not like he's a total liability out there. Uh, it's just he's not necessarily a lockdown defender, which is essentially the argument against Gary Harris or, you know, for Gary Harris to remain in the starting lineup is because he's a lockdown defender, but I mean, he can't shoot a three worth a damn. It's absurd. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great thing for the Denver Nuggets. And I, I do want to kind of talk on this subject of, you know, if you listen to my last podcast, I kind of went off on, you know, if if Jamal Murray is really hurting with this elbow injury right now, Denver should 100% consider giving this guy a couple nights off. And, you know, I said that Denver can't really seriously consider doing that until they get Michael Porter Jr. back because, I mean, it, it's been Jokic hero ball already. Could you, could you imagine what it would be like without MPJ and without Jamal Murray? I mean, it would be an atrocity. So, um, you know, if Michael Porter Jr. is coming back, I mean, I look, Jamal Murray is never going to tell coach he needs to sit. He's never going to tell Tim Conley that he needs to sit. He's never going to say, you know, he's too hurt to play. But I think, you know, the Nuggets should try to be a little responsible here and just, you know, go to their 22, 23 year old point guard and say, yo, dude, like your elbow is shot right now. You don't look like you're in shape or it's not that he doesn't look like he's in shape, but he just looks gassed. Like it just looks like he's hurting while he's out there. He just does not look right. And, you know, like I said, these couple of off days, you know, and I think it says a lot that, you know, of the starters in that game against Oklahoma City, you know, Murray got the least minute of those guys. So I think that's very telling as well. So, um, you know, I think Murray's never going to volunteer to sit out, but I think, you know, Denver and Malone and, and just the entire team might need to, you know, kind of give him a wake up call and say, yo, kid, you know, you got to you got to sit down a couple of games, get your elbow right and then come back because we're better with you, you know, close to full strength than, you know, you know, you trying to hobble out there with a bum elbow. And, you know, I made this comparison on the radio last night and I said it in my podcast earlier in the week. You know, I, it's it's this situation that Jamal Murray is dealing with. You know, he claims that it's something that he can kind of just fight through. You know, it's it's kind of a nagging, dull pain, soreness, you know, in his elbow every time that he's shooting the ball. Right. So, I mean, I've made the comparison that this is almost in a way, you know, like in, in baseball, when you throw out a pitcher with a bum elbow, you know, someone that, you know, their velocity is down three, four miles an hour, you know, they're getting shelled because of their elbow. And, and with knowing that knowledge, I think that this is a similar situation because, you know, this is a very different kind of injury in my personal opinion. And I'm not a basketball player, so I don't know. I, I don't know how it feels for Jamal Murray. But I mean, I do know, you know, what what the fundamental aspect of basketball is, and that's to score, right? And Jamal Murray is known as a scorer. He's known to shoot threes. He's known to have an efficient mid-range game to be able to drive to the hoop. And he's saying that, Jamal's saying that every time he's taking a shot, you know, this is something that he's kind of having to just fight through and block out. I mean, it's different than being on a on a hobbled, you know, ankle. You know, if you have a hobbled ankle, your your mobility is going to be limited. You're not going to be able to move as fast. You're not going to be able to be as, you know, agile and cut as much, you know, but you can still shoot. You know, if you're open, you can shoot it and make it. But if you've got a bum elbow that's affecting your ability to shoot the basketball, which is the fundamental aspect of the game, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I think you've got to consider taking a step back here and uh, taking a couple games off for the betterment of yourself and the betterment of the team before this injury gets worse. And, and just so you can get back to being yourself and producing at the level in which the Nuggets and your teammates are accustomed to you being at. So that, that's kind of my two cents on that situation. I think Michael Porter Jr. coming back will provide the Denver Nuggets with the opportunity to potentially... You you know, go to Jamal Murray and give him some rest and just let him get right physically. You know, I don't question his mental determination and his mental desire to want to be out there, but he just doesn't look right out there on the hardwood. I mean, he's grimacing in pain. You can see the facial expressions. What is the harm in sitting him down for a couple of games to let him get as close to 100% as possible? You're a 500 team right now. I think you could stay right around 500 with or without him just based off the production that you've seen so far. And now that you're going to get a player like 
like Michael Porter Jr. back in the mix. I think it's the perfect time to go to Michael or to go to Jamal Murray and you know suggest this this course of action, or, or maybe not even suggest it, just just implement it. You know whether he likes it or not, because at the end of the day, you've got to look out for the entire team, and you'd also adversely be looking out for him. So we don't know the significance of the injury, but all I know is watching him live, watching him on TV, hearing him talk. You know he he doesn't seem right. And if Jamal Murray's not right, the Nuggets are going to be far from their best. So that's kind of my two cents on that situation. But yeah, I think it's a great thing for Michael Porter Jr. to come back. You know, if Jamal Murray's in there, great. You know, they, they got to get out, you know, they got to get what they can out of him with or without the bum elbow or with or without any injuries that he's dealing with. So, um, you know, but this is the reality of the situation is this is a Nuggets team that is a 500 ball club right now you know it's with a tough five game road trip that I think could potentially start really defining who this team is in this season and I know a lot of people are going to get on me for saying something like that but I mean guys it's a 72 game regular season we're not talking 82 games I mean we're like 15 percent we're like we're a handful of the way done let's see they played let's do the math here they played 14 games oh that's 17 I mean, we're about to be 20% done with the entire season. 20% of the way is about to be done, just like that, of the regular season. So, uh, I mean, is there time to get it right? Absolutely. You know, can this Nuggets team turn it around, go on a run, and be an upper echelon, top three, top four C in the Western Conference? Absolutely. But it's going to take a lot of work, and you've got to be healthy. So, um, you know, getting Michael Porter Jr. back is going to be a step in the right direction. So we'll see how this kind of plays out for Denver, but a critical five-game road trip kind of coming up here. So let's uh, let's kind of recap this road trip coming up, and then we'll get out of here uh, before we give you guys this other podcast coming up before the Phoenix game tomorrow. But uh, back-to-back games against the Suns, guys, starting on Friday. Uh, so back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. The Nuggets are going to have a day off on that Sunday, travel to Dallas for a game with the Mavs on Monday, a uh, day off Tuesday, and then they have uh, the Miami Heat in Miami on Wednesday, and then they round out the road trip and San Antonio on Friday before coming home with back-to-back games against the Utah Jazz and the Detroit Pistons. So should be a good one. A lot of positive storylines coming out of this one with Michael Porter Jr. coming back. The Denver Nuggets coming off their probably their best, most dominant win of the season, I would say, against the Oklahoma City Thunder, a 119-101 to victory. So we'll see if Denver can kind of parlay this momentum uh, into this five-game road trip and come home on the winning side of things with a winning record and really hit the ground running you know, as you enter the middle portion of the season. Let's go ahead and put a bow on this bad boy. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter, where I'll kind of keep you guys updated with everything going on in the world of Nuggets basketball, as well as the betting world. If you're interested in the betting stuff as well, you can check out my work online, denversportsbetting.com, as well as some stuff here from Mile High Sports at milehighsports.com. But that's going to do it for me, folks. Denver Nuggets five-game road trip up and coming should be uh, an exciting road trip. I think we're going to find out a lot about the makeup of this team and kind of where they're heading down the, you know, as we get into the middle portion of the season here. So we'll find out. We'll be back again tomorrow, though, with another podcast. We'll talk about this Michael Malone stuff regarding Nikola Jokic, maybe some George Carl audio, and of course, make some picks for this first game against the Phoenix Suns. But that's going to do it for me, folks. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you then.